All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA. So there's been a lot of focus recently in the news on the American Jobs Plan, which is the first component of Biden's infrastructure package. But I want to make a quick video covering some recent reports about the second half of that package, which is known as the American Families Plan. If you've been following uh, my infrastructure updates, you know that the American Jobs Plan comes with a little over $2 trillion in new spending over 10 years, and that covers traditional infrastructure projects like bridges and roads, as well as what, as what the administration is calling uh, human infrastructure, which refers to public investment more broadly. That includes things like uh, education, healthcare for seniors, public housing, etc. Up to this point, that has been the focus of the Biden administration's messaging on infrastructure. The American Families Plan has kind of taken a back seat, but the Washington Post reported this week that the administration is gearing up for an official announcement of that legislation as soon as next week, specifically Wednesday, April 28th, when Biden is scheduled to speak to Congress. According to the Washington Post, the American Families Plan will focus on child care, paid family leave, and other domestic priorities, and it will include at least $1 trillion in new spending and $500 billion in tax credits on top of the $2.25 trillion that the administration anticipates coming from the American Jobs Plan. Of course, those figures could change depending on how negotiations go in Congress, but if the White House gets its way, then we will likely be looking at somewhere between $3 trillion and $4 trillion between the two halves of Biden's infrastructure package. And like the American Jobs Plan, it sounds like they're planning to pay for this through raising taxes on the wealthiest Americans. Biden has promised to avoid any tax increases for families earning less than $400,000 per year. Uh, we haven't heard too much to contradict that so far. If you're single, does that go down to $200,000? We have to wait for clarification there. The Washington Post source claimed the American Families Plan would include around $225 billion for child care, another $225 billion for paid medical and family leave, and $200 billion for universal access to pre-K education. Beyond that, there will also be hundreds of billions more to cover tuition at community colleges across the country and provide various forms of food aid. The White House responded to this report. They said President Biden has already put forward the first part of his historic plan to invest in the strength of America's economy and families. And he'll be outlining the second element of that proposal in the coming days. The details of that package are still being finalized. So speculation as to its final contents is premature at this point. So I do want to emphasize that this information from the Washington Post is not an official report. Don't quote, you know, quote me saying, taking this as gospel, there will be specifically $225 billion for child care. But this is the same way that the American Jobs Plan was originally uh, broken to the public, a Washington Post story with the basic idea, followed by an official announcement with specifics shortly thereafter. And their reporting has generally been accurate. So personally, I believe that the American Families Plan will look something uh, as described in this Washington Post report when it's unveiled next week. Another critical provision particularly for progressive Democrats, is the larger child tax credit, which is expected to be extended to 2025 through the passage of the American Families Plan. So the American Rescue Plan, that was the stimulus package passed earlier this year, expanded the child tax credit for 2021 tax year to $3,600 for children uh, under the age of six and $3,000 for children between the ages of six and 17. I explained that change uh, in a video last month. There will be a link to that one in the description. Since then, Biden has been facing pressure from the left to make those changes permanent as a way of fighting child poverty. At first, it wasn't clear uh, whether this would be a temporary measure, but the American Families Plan reportedly includes $400 billion in tax credits to cover that program through 2025. Following the report from the Washington Post, Democratic Senators Sherrod Brown, Cory Booker, and Michael Bennett, along with Representatives Rosa 
DeLauro, Susan Delbini, and Richie Torres released a statement on the child tax credit, which says expansion of the child tax credit is the most significant policy to come out of Washington in generations. And Congress has an historic opportunity to provide a lifeline to the middle class and to cut child poverty in half on a permanent basis. No recovery will be complete unless our tax code provides a sustained pathway to economic prosperity for working families and children. Permanent expansion of the child tax credit will continue to be our priority. Covering it for the next five years will make it much more risky and in a political sense to repeal that change later on. It's obviously much harder to get rid of a popular program like that after five years and after just one year where it was extended, you know, uh, in the wake of a recession, a pandemic and all that. But at the same time, progressives, progressives want to set this up through legislation and avoid any fights in the future over whether to continue funding for what they see as a key form of assistance for working class families. So I would expect this to be a major issue for the infrastructure bill as progressives pressure Biden to make this change permanent. The Washington Post report also noted that Republican opposition to the White House's newest plan will probably be steeper than the opposition so far to the infrastructure proposal. Infrastructure obviously has some bipartisan appeal. Obviously, Democrats want to advance their own agenda through the American Jobs Plan as well, but Republicans are interested in improving our, our roads, bridges, water systems, etc. as well. On the other hand, Republicans are going to push back a little harder on these social programs. We'll probably see them portray this as wasteful spending and having a negative impact on the deficit, although at this point it's hard to say whether those criticisms will stick, given that the American Jobs Plan has support from nearly two-thirds of the American people, despite including more than $2 trillion in new spending. I would also expect some conflicts over the reconciliation process. Uh, Democrats can use reconciliation to pass legislation with only 50 votes in the Senate, Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker, but at the same time, reconciliation can only be used to pass legislation that has a clear effect on the federal budget and meets certain other conditions. We saw this during negotiations over the American Rescue Plan. The version that was initially passed in the House, for example, included language to increase the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour, but that provision had to be struck from the Senate bill in order to comply with the restrictions surrounding reconciliation as interpreted by the Senate parliamentarian. Republicans will likely continue uh, to be aggressive about challenging provisions that they don't think match up with the reconciliation rules. A former GOP Senate aide told The Hill that a lot of this infrastructure stuff hasn't been adjudicated in the past. What's interesting about reconciliation now is that it's being used for purposes completely unrelated to what reconciliation was intended for. No one is under the illusion that the reconciliation process is being used for purely fiscal policy reasons anymore. It's a way to get around the filibuster. Obviously, that's true. Nobody in 1974, when this budget act was passed through that reconciliation, um, could have thought that reconciliation would play a key role in the legislative agenda in order for one side to circumvent the filibuster. But ultimately, the question isn't whether that's uh, what the rule was originally intended for. It's what the text of the rule actually allows. And the American Rescue Plan made clear that even though the minimum wage had to be thrown out, there's still a lot that can get done through reconciliation. And this will set up some conflicts as Republicans try to cut this bill off under the Byrd Rule, which is the rule uh, that governs what can and can't be passed in the reconciliation process. Democrats will obviously push for more expansive interpretation of the reconciliation rules to get more of their priorities in the bill. Again, we won't have a clear picture of the administration's plan uh, until Biden's speech next week. This is just an early report. Specifics, of course, could change in the next week or so, and they will obviously change 
during negotiations, but I think this sets the tone for that process with the White House plan to push for around $1 trillion in new spending and $500 billion in tax credits, most of which will go toward expanding uh, that child tax credit through 2025. Of course, I'll have my eye on this story over the next few weeks and months. As this bill makes its way through Congress, I'll let you know uh, as any new information pops up. I want to thank everybody for watching to the end. I really do appreciate your support, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.